When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Your SEC Insider hit this morning is brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Saving some money right now sounds good. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Lunch today brought to you by Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland on Lake Harbor. Also Startville and Tupelo. We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. And we're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app and thezone1059.com. Show is also driven by your next John Deere tractor at Ag Up Equipment, 17 locations, agup.com, Ag Up Equipment. We welcome in Dave Bartu, who is uh, the Matrix man, the analytics guru, and we have the Big Ten expansion uh, that went down last week. And they poached from the Pac-12, which is uh, Dave Bartu's conference. Uh, maybe, or maybe not. But uh, Bartu's on the Corona Premier guest line. Uh, good morning, Sunshine. What's up? Hey, man. Um, look, we're, we're running short on participation uh, this morning in this conversation. My liver will not be joining us. <laughs> As I'm on my 14th consecutive day of in-laws in the house. <laughs> so I tried to get the whole body out of bed this morning, but it didn't quite work. 14 days? you just, That's Hall of Fame worthy stuff. Minim, minimum I have had between one and five in-laws here for 14 consecutive freaking days so that means you get to go hunting for 14 consecutive days in september you're damn right <laughs> um that's all that's all i can that's all i think of i'm just racking up preference points there you go you're gonna go hunting for how long um let's look at the june july calendar will we yeah <laughs> good good night good night my brain is Fried, and then on top of it, now I'm turned into old man yelling at clouds temporarily, uh, as as college football turns upside down one more time, 
and everybody out on the West Coast that cares about football <laughs> is freaking out. All right, well, let's talk. Let's do a deep dive here. Southern Cal and UCLA to the Big Ten. I don't know if you want to start with what it means for the Big Ten or the Pac-12, but uh, I don't. The Pac-12 cannot recover, regardless of whatever alliance they try to go put together. Correct? No, there's there's nobody to replace USC. There's nobody. It's it's um, what what are we talking? One of the five biggest brands all time in college football. Yes. Yeah, you know, biggest brand west of the Rockies. Yes, you you, you don't you don't get that back. That's gone. That ship sailed. Um, what what I think the thing that I find the most intriguing because does it help the Big Ten? I don't think Iowa cares. I don't, their revenue is not going to go up, right? I mean, Ohio State's revenue is not going to go up, really. You know, who, who in the Big Ten actually cares about this besides administrators, right? The guys making the money. Because um, it really, overall, it's not going to affect the schools. They don't benefit from this. And and the Pac-12, Pac-10, you know, uh, fans are going, oh, my God, what are we going to do now? How is this any different than last week? You're still worth the same amount of money today as you were two weeks ago, but now it's important? Now you suddenly realize that you make $30 million a year and the Big Ten makes ninety. You're just freaking figuring it out, and but but only because USC left does it matter. Nothing's changed for them either. And they're talking about who do we need to add. There's nobody you can add. you got a pocket full of quarters, and all you're doing is adding people, and you got a big pocket full of nickels. You're, you're, you're just exchanging the same thing for more. You're not making more money. You're not getting better off. But nobody's going to die, right? I mean, things aren't going to – these programs aren't going to disappear. I mean, Oregon has – and Washington have two of the top 20 athletic department budgets in, in college – Sports, they're not going anywhere. But, you know, overall, the only thing that really, really changed in, in this is USC and UCLA are getting paid. Their student athletes are going to travel a whole hell of a lot just to play the same sports. And the networks, the winner is the networks and the people making money in the conference because the network now can have USC on demand, UCLA on demand. But it really doesn't change, in my opinion. It doesn't really change anything for Big Ten schools. It could adversely change. I mean, if they go, if they get big enough and they go to 10, 11 conference games, <laughs> dude, your bottom half of recruiters in those conference are screwed. Those fans are going to be sick of being 5 and 7 and 4 and 8. Okay. So the winner to me is is the networks. The, the Pac-12 is Fox. really the same as what it was before. Yeah, Fox, ESPN, those are the ones in this consolidation. That's what it is. It's a consolidation of power. They win. And a lot of fans go, hey, we're, we're, we're winning too. What do fans want more than anything in the regular season, Bo? Hope. Hope, yeah, I'll give you that. And non-conference-wise, they want good football games, right? Right. Right. So this is this is like one of the stupidest things I've I've heard this in the past week. Uh, Joel Klatt going to Twitter and going, "Oh, you're going to love this. We are going to have such better non-conference games." So Joel, explain to me how on God's green earth today, right now, we have 19 of the top 25 recruiters in two conferences, two. And if Notre Dame jumps to the Big Ten, Oregon, Washington, North Carolina. Florida State, Clemson, Miami. That's all that's left. If all those jump, you're going to have all the top 25 recruiters in two conferences. You know what happens to all of our non-conference games we're hoping for? Gone. They don't exist. It all sucks. 
because they're all playing in the same conference. How am I supposed to hate conferences when everybody's in two of them? I think it sucks. Okay. But that's just consolidation. All right. So you you just – by the way, I listened – I was cutting my yard yesterday, and I listened to Joel Klatt on Cowherd's podcast, and he said that Oklahoma would win the SEC multiple times. And I just laughed. I thought of you, and I just – I thought Joel Klatt, you know, I understand he's a good-looking guy and played for Colorado, and so they just found somebody at Fox when they started doing college football. But it is unbelievable how checked out this guy is, Bartu. Oh, it, well, I mean, it's, <clears throat> that's, that, that's kind of the problem I think that we're seeing right now is mentally people have transitive math in their head. And what I mean by that is as, as these conferences expand and everybody starts playing each other, you start thinking, oh, look at all these great top 25 matchups. Yeah, but those start going away when they play each other all the time. You know, in order to have a top, good top 25 matchups and a lot of them scattered throughout the country, you need to have a lot of non-conference games. This is this is why you you and I have talked about this on your show. SEC should always be at eight conference games and four non-conference games because it ups the odds they have a bunch of top 25 teams. But if they're all in the same spot playing each other, well, that's that's called the NFL. <laughs> and they all play each other. There's no top 25. And a ton of the teams are right near 500. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, people look at these things and go, look at, look at, they're trying to look at the past to project the future. But until we actually see the schedules, you know, and, and see how it all works out, it's really hard to do that. But I can't see where it's going to be better having all these brands under one conference for the conference fans. Uh, you know, I, I just, we'll see where it goes because that's the one thing we don't know. You know, in all of this realignment, nobody's ever been able to predict what's going to happen. It's just all a lot of crap getting thrown against the wall. And then when it quiets down, something happens and everybody acts shocked, uh, even though we shouldn't be. Okay. Day bar two on the Corona premier guest line. So in your opinion, you and I talked over the weekend or at some point, and it will be interesting to see how many more the Big Ten adds. They'll always take Notre Dame, as you said. And, mm-hmm. and what the SEC may or may not do, do they stand pat, feel good about where they are? Um, what, do you think the ideal scenario for the Big Ten is Notre Dame and Stanford? Or how do you see it, Bartu? To, to... You know something, ultimately, with the addition of USC and UCLA, I have to, and this is just my logic talking out loud, I have no pre- – the only premonition I had of this coming is in the last month I had three separate head coach clients tell me that college football was going to 40 to 50 teams separately, okay? Didn't even ask them about it. So there was something coming down the pipe, um, a lot of it largely because of the cap being released off of the number of coaches uh, with headsets. Um, but but with the Big Ten, you, you add USC, UCLA. For USC and UCLA, that travel back to the Midwest, I mean, their closest team now is Nebraska. All right? I think Missouri to Gainesville is closer than USC to Nebraska, and Nebraska is the closest team on their schedule. 
Okay, so they're getting tired of that travel. So I, I think the Big Ten ultimately um, the best scenario in my mind uh, for them is four teams, five pods, four by five, right? So you you have four guaranteed teams that you're playing every single year, and then you rotate the other three pods of five. You play everybody once at least every three years. Every six years, everybody's been home and home, okay? So with USC and UCLA, three more West Coast teams, right? Stanford, Oregon, Washington, there's a group of five. Now they have four guaranteed West Coast games every single year, and that puts the Big Ten at 19 with just enough room for the one huge brand left, Notre Dame, at 20. That's, that, that's my thought. It's Because it's, they don't need Oregon or Washington or Stanford. Okay, It's not going to make these guys more money per team. Ohio State's not going to make more money. Nebraska's not going to make more money. But it balances the conference and allows their big West Coast brand, USC, to not have to travel so much. So that that's where I guess if I if I had to, you know, guess where the vision might go to make USC happy uh in this and, and make their life a little less miserable for travel, it would be adding three more Pac twelve schools plus Notre Dame. That's why I think they're just gonna wait on Notre Dame. Because they need that that one team to get that five team pod out of the Pac twelve. Okay. And so if you're Notre Dame, do you need to do this? No, no. They look, look at their streaming numbers and do whatever they want. Right. It's kind of, they're in they're good, good for them to hold into their guns, you know, and, and just understanding uh, their value and marketing it correctly, but they, they don't need to uh, make any sort of change. Now, if they did go into the big 10, their three biggest long-term rivals, uh, actually, four of them, Michigan, Michigan State, Stanford, USC, they're all right there. So that makes the most sense. Academically, it makes way more sense. They never go into the SEC. So it's independence of the Big Ten. The Big Ten has enough money to wait for Notre Dame. Notre Dame has enough money to decide if they ever want to do anything. And until then, um, until Notre Dame makes that change, everything else is kind of in limbo. You know, the, the biggest question I have is, like we've always said, is what's the new playoff structure going to look like? You know, who really controls the playoffs? And that will really dictate the, I wouldn't say viability, but the interest people have in a conference. The Pac-10, I think, will still be extremely interesting if they have a spot in the playoffs. If they're treated like Conference USA, then people lose interest in it. Um, And fans lose interest in it. And starts to erode then we're watching our whole college football system kind of eroding into a homogenous NFL type of thing, which again, not a big fan of. Okay. And and then Dave Bartu on the out of bounds show, ACC looks like they're in trouble too. Are Um, they in trouble? I mean, what, 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 what is different today for them than it was last month? Seriously. How, how are they really in trouble? The numbers haven't changed in, in six months, in a year. I guess There's I no thought difference. they were already in trouble. Right? Because their media rights deal was so far behind the Big Ten and SEC, yeah. um, and their split, their payout, it is so yeah. far behind. Um, right. You're right. Maybe nothing and, has and, changed. And, uh, yeah. 
But I'm, I'm not trying to jump on you for that, but I, I just don't think. I guess uh, there's I no path for them to close the gap as far no, as media not. rights pay out money, right? But, but, there, but there never was, right? No, who has the unbridled paying fan support of the SEC? Does anybody have any, anything like that? No. No, no. Does anybody have the unbelievable money and alumni crush of the Big Ten? No. No. Okay. So whether we're talking about today, last week, last month, last year, last 10 years, looking back and then looking forward, did the ACC, Pac-12, Big 12 ever even have a chance against those two? No, they didn't. The biggest problem was they didn't see that, right? Or they saw it and they didn't address it. And, and, and this is just a slow progression of the haves versus the have-nots. It's not Ohio State's and the Big Ten's fault. They have such a powerful, big, massive love of football alumni. It's not the SEC's fault. They have a massive, unbelievable spending group of people that eat, breathe, and, and drink football tour 7365. You know, it, it's, it's, it's an unlevel playing field. We're just seeing it play out now. Now that, you know, there, there's really there's three big seals that are slowly being opened that are unleveling the playing field that makes it less fun for everybody. Um, the first one was NIL. NIL is, is unleveling the playing field. You got more money and you're going to thrive. All right. The next one is they're taking off the limit for number of coaches. Well, if you're the SEC in the Big Ten and you've got an extra 60, 70 million dollars over everybody else, you're going to go poach all their coaches. So you're going to unlevel the playing field again. The last one is if the Big Ten and the SEC decide, well, we're our own monster. We can do whatever the hell we want, and we're removing the 85 scholarship cap, and we're going to go back to 120, 130, 140. That will be the final thing that makes it completely unlevel and obliterates college football, any sort of equity as we know it. Oh, yeah. Okay. The scholarship there's, there's, one is interesting. Um, you know, you know this, and I know this. Bear Bryant and Woody mm -hmm. Hayes feasted on, you know, uh, putting guys on swimming and track scholarships and everything else. So, I mean, they just had. What What did Bear Bryant say? Uh, I can go over to Mississippi and sign whoever I want, even if I can just put them on the bench. They don't play at Ole Miss or Mississippi State. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, so NIL. Unlimited yep. coaches and removing scholarship caps, if that happens, could yeah. be the. What do you What do you make of this Pac-12 ACC alliance that may have been that was floated over the weekend as an option for the two entities? Or two? Uh, makes 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 sense. See, a lot of people were talking merger, and from my standpoint, I'm like, oh, that's really dumb. It's really, really dumb because, see, when you merge – see, because right now, remember how they had the latest round of playoff talks, right? And, and everybody kind of gets a vote. Big Ten gets a vote, SEC gets a vote, Pac-12, ACC, and, and so forth, right? So if you merge, guess what you lose? You lose a vote. You lose power to try to control the Big Ten SEC machine. Right. So merger is a really bad idea because it takes away. That's great for the Big Ten and the SEC because they can get together and try to control the playoff better. Whereas keeping it separate, in my opinion, is in much better interest. Now, you know, into the season, you know, if, if they can come up with some alliance, how many times have I said at the end of the season, 
you know, during championship week, have everybody play. I I, I would love like an ACC Pac-12 challenge, one versus one, two versus two, always to be arranged, you know, home versus home or home and away, and you just oscillate those things. God, that'd be fun, right? But without, without combining the conferences. So I, I think there's creative things that they can do there to make TV and viewership more fun uh, for everybody, because all we really want is just good matchups, right? Sure. I mean, as sure. a viewer, you know, we we, we just we want to be entertained team. with our beverage of choice and our steak yep. of choice on Saturday night. Yes, right. We, we want to have some hope. We want to have some fun. We want to win some football games. Sure. You know, and um, the more you play inside of your own conference, the more isolationism, the less fun it is. It, you know, I mean, you, you and I have talked about it. I mean, if the SEC went to 10, 11, 12 football games in the conference, oh, my God, your hopes, Mississippi State, your hope's gone, right? I mean, yeah. you have no hope. You have a little bit right now. It's fun. You get four non-conference games, which is cool. You should go 4-0 and just about every year, right, if you schedule it right. That's fun. Um, nobody remembers who you, you know, win or lose to if you go 11-1, and 10-2. It's just fun. Uh, so, so, to me – I, w- I would love for more cooperation to figure out how to make it more fun for the fans. Right now, it doesn't feel like they're freaking listening to anybody except their own pocketbook, which, I mean, that's capitalism. I get it, but it doesn't mean I can't be pissed off. Right. Um, all right. What What do you make of Dave Bartu on the Out of Bounds show? we got about two and a half minutes. What do you make of Southern Cal – could and the Big Ten could kind of leverage the Southern Cal Notre Dame game, and could they strong arm? Uh, they've been playing since 1946. It's a big deal for yeah. Notre Dame to go, as you know, Bartu, because you live out there. It's a big right. deal for Notre Dame to go out to Southern Cal and play, and go out to the B- Stanford and play every other year. All right, and mm-hmm. they they recruit the hell out of those West Coast Catholic schools and so on. Um, right. Could could the Big Ten kind of strong arm and say, "Hey, th- this will no longer happen"? You know, it, you have to join it's the conference. Non, it's a non it's a non conference game. I mean, is is the Big Ten going to tell USC? I mean, that that's a big bucket. Uh, is is trying to tell Notre Dame and USC that you're we're going to control your non conference games? And NBC, man, um, I don't think the Big Ten's in any rush. You know, they just got the biggest brand on the West Coast. Right. Uh, biggest media market on the West Coast. I don't think there's any any reason to push anything along too quickly, uh, especially uh, yeah, it goes back to what does the playoff structure look like, right? What is it ultimately going to look like? I, I think that kind of – I mean, taking in USC is a no-brainer, right? USC came begging them to come Heck in. yeah. And you take that, right? You take it. You don't take anybody else. They don't need anybody else because, like I said, it is not going to increase the average revenue per team. It will increase the revenue of the conference, but not per team, and that's really what's important here. So I, I just think it just needs time. If it's going to happen, it'll happen when nobody's talking about it, right? We'll forget about it. We won't talk about it. And all of a sudden, in May, June, or July, Notre Dame's in the Big Ten, and, oh, my God, everybody's hair is on fire, <laughs> Right? I didn't think this was going to happen. You never think it's going to happen until it happens. Nobody knew about Texas, Oklahoma, until Ross opened his mouth. Nobody knew about USC, UCLA, until after it was done. Right. You know, these, these things just, they happen in the dark for a reason. 
and this, I, I think it's funny because it always goes back to what I say, is on any search, everything's as quiet as anybody wants to make it. When something gets out, it's usually for a purpose. That's true. We'll leave it there. Dave Bartu on the Corona Premier Guest Line. Uh, have a great uh, 15th, 16th, whatever, 17th day with the in-laws, brother. Be good. Take it easy, man. You've Thank survived you. DEFCON 1 for the summer of 2022. Dave Bartu racking up uh, hunting days uh, and and just equity chips, as he likes to talk about. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, on National Fried Chicken Day, um, you've got the wings at Salon Mookie's in Madison and Jackson. You've got uh, options at Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue. You've got options also at Bulldog Burger. Have a great day. We had two awesome interviews, and we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Out of Bounds Show on 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.